Amen. Let's give Jesus a great big hand clap of praise. Ah, oh, Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. If you have your Bibles, the book of Matthew's gospel, the 11th chapter. So good to be here tonight and uh, especially thankful to be able to have my wife and my two daughters with me. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, I, I would be remiss if I did not give honor to Pastor Mayo and Sister Mayo and Cornerstone Church and all the churches of the Northwest. Amen. This is a wonderful uh, uh, representation of uh, what God is doing in these last days in the Northwest. And uh, so glad to be a part of that. Also doubly thankful to be able to be in the presence of such, uh, such great friends and men of God. Uh, I give special honor to Pastor Shoemake and uh, the Shoemake family and all the saints from First Church. Amen. That's the church that my pastor came out of many years ago under the leadership of Jimmy Shoemake and now pastored by Jonathan Shoemake and uh, tremendous people of God. And I thank God for them. And um, I, I do not feel worthy to, to be up here preaching. Um, many of the men that have preached before me, I can distinctly remember being a new convert and sitting uh, in my bedroom with headphones on and listening to them preach. And uh, never in my life did I think I'd be preaching with so many of these great men and uh, love and appreciate all of them. Can you say amen? Matthew 11. I'm going to preach a message that probably a small percentage of the people here have heard me preach. It's been a message that I've been preaching somewhat half-baked for the last several months. Um, But I know uh, that God gave me this message for this conference. And so this is a word for you tonight. Matthew 11 and verse 1. This is an extremely beautiful passage of scripture. And it simply reads... And it came to pass, when Jesus had made an end of commanding his twelve disciples, he departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities. And I want to preach to you tonight on this subject, where he goes when I go. Where he goes when I go. Where he goes when I go. Father, I thank you for this wonderful presence of your spirit that I feel in this house tonight. God, I thank you that you've chosen this night to speak a word to us and to help us. God, I pray that you would open my mouth wide now that I might speak as the oracles of the Lord. God, I pray that I would give you the honor and the glory in everything that I do. God, I pray that you would use me now to bless your people. They're a wonderful people. Speak through me, Lord, in Jesus' name. And everyone shout, Amen. Amen. For about 10 seconds, let's give the Lord a great big hand clap of praise. Shake your neighbor's hand, give them a great big God bless you, and you may be seated. 
Deep in the Colorado desert, a nine-year-old girl named Mandy walked out of her trailer while her parents were sleeping. She quietly slipped on her shoes and headed into the vast desert. When Mandy's parents woke up and noticed that she was missing, they went into a complete panic. Immediately, they ran to the phone and called the park rangers. The park rangers picked up their phone and called a woman by the name of Hannah Yala. Hannah was and is an expert tracker who works for the Joshua Tree Search and Rescue Team. Hannah was rushed to the scene where she immediately began trying to secure the area and salvage any footprints that Mandy might have left before disappearing. It took Hannah less than an hour to find footprints and lock on to Mandy's trail and begin the arduous process of tracking a lost child. Hannah followed Mandy's footprints one by one, step by step, deep into the heart of the desert. Hannah knew that time was not on their side. Not only was she trying to catch up to Mandy, but it was getting late. Paradoxically, deserts are just as hostile at night as they are during the day. During the day, there is the obvious threat of the heat, whereas at night, the drop in temperature can be so extreme that it causes hypothermia, which itself is fatal. As the hours rolled by, hundreds of people combined of locals and search and rescue personnel began flooding the desert, all of them following closely behind Hannah as Hannah followed Mandy's footprints. Hannah is regarded as one of the best trackers in her field, especially when it comes to finding lost children. After several hours of tracking Mandy all over the desert, she found her, just as she had so many other children before her. Mandy was by a small riverbank, lost as any nine-year-old could possibly be. There is an irony to the life of Hannah Yala, and the irony is that although Hannah is an expert at tracking lost children, there was an extended period of time in her life where her own children had been abducted and no matter how hard she tried to find them, she could not. When Hannah was younger, she married a horrible man who abused her and her children, eventually kidnapping them and eluding the authorities for several years until he was finally apprehended by the FBI. In fact, it was Hannah's abducted children, which she did eventually get back, that gave her such a passion for tracking lost children. Hannah said that during the years of her children's disappearance, there was more than one occasion when she felt like losing her mind. And in order to keep herself stable and to fight off the desire to quit, she volunteered at the Colorado Park Rangers office, helping them look for lost children. Very quickly, the rangers noticed that everything Hannah did, she did with a peculiar passion, because for Hannah, every lost child was her child. Perhaps one of the most amazing things about Hannah Yala is that she never felt that finding lost children would result in her getting her children back. In fact, there was times when Hannah surrendered to the horrible fear that perhaps her children were not even alive anymore. 
Hannah said, the reason I gave myself so passionately to tracking lost children was because tracking gave me hope. The practice itself, along with the experience of seeing lost people found, was exactly what I needed to keep from going crazy. The process of the impossible becoming possible was something my broken heart had to feel and my tear-stained eyes had to see. Hannah learned that while you're waiting on a miracle, the best thing for your eyes to see is a miracle taking place in the life of someone else. Not only is it important for us to see miracles happening in someone else's life, it's important that we be as much a part of the process as possible. By doing this, we are not denying that our pain exists. What we are doing is denying our pain the power over our existence. Tonight... I'm preaching to the many pastors, the leaders, the saints of God who labor tirelessly in the kingdom of God to help see people saved. Yet ironically, the people that are nearest and dearest to us are lost. I want to preach to all the pain that comes with seeing lives of people we work with come together while the lives of the people that are dear to us fall apart. I want to preach to all the folks that prepare meals, teach Sunday school, drive buses, help usher, sing in the choir, and financially support your church, who despite your efforts, your loved ones remain lost. Week in and week out, you help build a church that people you love won't step foot in. I came with a word from God for you tonight. Don't leave, don't quit, don't get bitter, and most of all, don't quit believing and don't quit praying come on come on the Holy Ghost is in this I don't know who I'm preaching to right now but I just feel like God sent me to this conference to let somebody know that while you're going he's going amen to your lost loved ones Uh, while you're doing the work of God he's working on your lost husband he's working on your lost kid he's working on your lost wife he's working on your lost mama he's work come on Come on, Jesus does a little bit of evangelism himself. Oh, come on. Amen. I'm way off my notes right now, but trust me, I've been preaching long enough. I've sat at enough tables. I've helped talk to enough people to know that there are few things more frustrating than giving yourself over to your church, yet the people that are related to you that you love won't step foot inside that church. And there's a lot of nasty feelings that come with that. And there's a lot of giving and quitting that tries to get a hold of you. Amen. I want you to know you got to square up on the devil you got to square up on all the fear you got to square up on all the doubts and let let it know i'm not leaving i'm not going anywhere i'm not (laughs) 
I think it's time that we take a closer look at every person who gets the Holy Ghost in our churches because each one of them represents what God can do in the life of our lost loved ones. By the time I'm done preaching, I want God to open our eyes so that we can soak in everything that God is doing in our services. We've got to move. You know what? We need to ask God to help us to go from seeing what we know to knowing what we're seeing. And there's a big difference between seeing what you know and knowing what you're seeing. When you see what you know, amen, that, that means that you're just, you, you view things uh, through a particular lens. Uh, and you just think it's business as usual. We'll see somebody get the Holy Ghost and we won't think it's a big deal. But can I preach to you that what God is doing uh, when he fills somebody with the Holy Ghost is showcasing what he can do in the life uh, of your lost husband, your lost daughter, your lost son. Your lost child, Sunday school teacher, that little kid that gets the Holy Ghost, bus driver, usher, come on. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, hallelujah. We can become so accustomed to seeing people receive the Holy Ghost and to seeing lives put back together again that, it's, that, that we start thinking, that's just for them. Honey, that's not just for them. That's for you. That's for your husband. That's for your wife. That, that's for your kids. That's, that's for your uncle. That's for your aunt. That's... Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, let's magnify Jesus. Oh, come on, I feel the Holy Ghost. Ah. I'm not just trying to get this thing to let it go, but I'm telling you. We've got to, you know, the devil doesn't want you to see things in a particular light. The devil wants to mess up your perception. This is what he did to Adam and Eve. The Bible says that their eyes were opened after they had sinned. Their eyes had never been closed to begin with. Uh, what the scriptures implying is that Satan twisted their perception and the devil wants to twist our perception. He wants us to see people getting saved and think, well, that's just the Pentecostal church. Uh, that's just what happens around here every week. No, 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 no. That's God trying to show you something much bigger if if this drug addict can get the Holy Ghost your drug addict can get the Holy Ghost if this backslider can pray through your backslider can pray through if this kid can pray through your kid can pray through come on come on This is why I keep coming to church. I want to be a part of the process. I want to see the impossible become possible because I still got people I'm praying for. I still got people that need me to keep believing. 
You know, let me just be very transparent for a few seconds. I preach, I preach just about every weekend out of the year. 52 weeks a year, I preach just about every one of them. And a lot of times, two or three times, I'm not trying to brag on me. I'm going somewhere with this. And you know what? Very rarely do I ever go somewhere and the devil not tell me, look at what you're doing and your mama's lost. Look at what you're doing. All this hoopla and your daddy's lost. You ain't doing nothing. You know why I keep preaching? You know why I don't let the devil move me? Because I see people just like my mom get the Holy Ghost when I pray for them. I see people just like my dad get the Holy Ghost when I lay hands on them. And it jogs my memory. And it jogs. They that sow in tears shall doubtless die. Come on, come on, come on, come on. That's it, Brother Parker. 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 The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. Someone ought to shout for their last mama. Somebody ought to shout for their uncle. Somebody ought to shout for their brother. Somebody ought to shout. When I go, he goes where I go. The devil's lied to you. The devil's lied to you. The devil has lied to you. I'll tell you what's been going on as sin begins to escalate. Amen. Sin has deceived many of us into thinking, God don't got this. God can't do nothing about this. Uh, that person is trapped. Uh, that person is lost. Uh, you've not seen God do his best yet. You've not seen.
Every hand lifted up for about 10 seconds. Come on. As we're here, God's going to go back to our houses. As we're here, he's going to go tap on the shoulder of our brother, of our sister, of our mother, of our uncle, of our father. Yes. Do you feel that? Do you feel that? What you're feeling is prevailing prayer. Prevailing prayer. Prevail. I'll tell you what, I refuse to give any sin the glory. There is no sin that is greater than the grace and the love and the power of Jesus Christ. I was preaching. I was preaching at First Church in San Jose, and I'm telling you, there was a man, I, was, I think I might have even been preaching this message right here, and there was a man, he was sitting in the front row, and he started shaking, and he got up in the middle of my message, and he walked up to the front, shaking and trembling, he was skinny and sick, he lifted up his hands, and he began to sob and cry, and all of a sudden, he opened up his mouth, and he began to speak in tongues, a lady came up right behind him, and she started dancing all around him, I thought it was his sister come to find out amen it was a saint that had been visiting from several hundred miles away that day she was at the park and she met this man that had given himself over to an alternative lifestyle amen and he told her in the course of their conversation as she began to witness to him she he said i have been lied to i have been deceived and i want out of this lifestyle he came to one service God didn't just take the scales off his eyes. He unwrapped the serpent off his mind. Come on. Quit giving sin the glory. Our God is a great big God who's mighty to save. Mighty to... Oh, come on, come on. I was just preaching a revival before I came to this service. Amen. As I was preaching, uh, amen, there was a lady, uh, amen, elderly saint. Uh, she came out from her pew in the middle of my message, uh, and she started pumping her fist uh, in the air like this, uh, and she started praying uh, and shaking her head. Uh, she came all the way from the back of the church, uh, and when she got up to the front, uh, she kept pumping her fist uh, and speaking in tongues, uh, and there was a big wooden altar in the front of this, uh, 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 in the front of this church uh, she got down uh, in front of that altar and she buried her head in that hard wood uh, and she began to speak in tongues uh, and as I saw her speaking in tongues uh, I walked right by her I laid my hand on her head uh, and I headed for a girl uh, that was sitting all the way in the back uh, I did not know that was her daughter uh, but I went up to her uh, and I told her to stand up uh, and right away I could tell uh, that she had been lost in lesbianism uh, and I laid 
my hands on her and I begin to pray and as I begin to pray for her I can hear her mama all the way in the front begin to pray louder and louder she didn't know but the Holy Ghost knew God's got this God's Trust me, I don't need affirmation, but some of you are not clapping violently enough. Some of you are not shouting loud enough. Some of you are not getting excited enough. You, you got to let the devil know, not me and not my house. That's it, Evan. That's it, Evan. As you go, God will go to your mama. Yes, he will. this church and pray my brother through. I'm going to pastor this church and pray my mama through. I'm a pastor this church and pray my sister through. I'm a pastor this church. I'm going to teach this Sunday school and get my kids back. I'm going to drive this bus and get my son back. Nathaniel, go, Nathaniel, go, go, go. As you go, That's it, Sister Malone. That's it, Sister Malone. That's it, Sister Malone.
Come on, Brother Malone. You're going to pastor a church and get your kids back. Come on. Jesus is going to your city. Jesus is going to your house. Jesus is going to... Sister Reed, come on, Sister Reed, come on, Sister Reed, come on, you're gonna get your boy back, you're gonna get your boy back.